Welcome everybody to the Minimap Cast. This is your bi-weekly source of gaming news, questions and impressions from minimap.com.au. My name is Kerry Palmer. Joining me in video format is Jeremy Bratitich. I like how at the beginning Sorry. of the podcast I was like, oh, I've got to make sure not to put my mouse in front of the screen because um, it records the mouse. And the first thing I did was just go across the screen <laughs> with my mouse. So that's really good. And also joining us is June Williams. Good morning. We are here in Technicolor and an amount of frames per second of which I will not try to describe because it could be variable. Panavision. Uh, because we we are just finished with our PS5 showcase live reactions. So much has happened in the last two weeks um, We that it even prompted us to start doing video stuff. And we were, we were doing this a few hours ago for the PS5, so we figured why not do this for the podcast as well. So... Here we are. Um, if you are listening on audio, this is just going to be the same thing as usual. Um, but yeah, aside from that, let's kick into it. First thing, uh, the music you're listening to for the intro there throughout the rest of this podcast as well is from Shook. Uh, thank you so much for letting you use for letting us use that song, which is the Mood Model, the Improv. And you can find uh, more of Shook's music at shook.bandcamp.com. Um, if you want to find things that we work on, you can go to minimap.com.au to find uh, our articles, our podcasts. Uh, I'm sure we'll be putting the VOD up of the uh, live reactions that we just did. Um, You can also find that on our YouTube account, which is the best place to find all of our stuff that we've been doing the last few days is on the Twitter. That's at minimapau. So that'll have the links to uh, the VOD, the Twitch stream where it happened if you want to watch it on Twitch. Uh, The link for the podcast is going to go up there. That's the best way to find it right now. Um, and if you want to support the podcast, you can go to patreon.com slash minimapau uh, if you want to throw us a few bucks. But um, let's kick into it. There is a bunch of news to get through, but um, we're not we're, we're gonna we're gonna get to that in the second half of the show. We've got a bit of a shorter front half though, so it uh, won't won't be too long before we get to the the very meaty section, like the release date and price of both the Xbox consoles and both of the PlayStation Five consoles. Um, so we'll be talking about that in the second half of the show. But to start off with, um, let's talk about Marvel's Avengers. Again. Again. <laughs> Finally, though. Like, I, it's, it's no longer a hypothetical situation. <laughs> it's here. We can fi- we've played the game and we can talk about it. Um, I, I got this game at launch because Jeremy got it at launch and if we were going to play together i knew it was going to be only when jeremy got it and then probably never again (laughs) so um i've been playing it but i know we've spoken about this game a lot but what was your interest level for this game june was it just not at all in your camp or i mean i'd play it if i could have it for free maybe (laughs) but (laughs) nah I, i don't know i'm not i'm not that interested i don't really care that much i do like uh marvel but uh only for two characters so it's fine. Yep. I don't care. Fair enough. Fair enough. So, Jeremy, what's your what is your capital I impression of this game now that we've had it in our hands? Um, it's okay. Um, it's better than I thought it was going to be. I still, so I don't really know how I feel about it. Um, I think I'm maybe a third way through the story. It feels like you've you've beaten it, haven't you? I beat the game a couple of nights ago, yes. You know you know where I'm up to. I'm at the ant hill. Uh, I'm like at a, the ant hill, yeah. So you're, the you're, I'd say you're like just shy of half. Oh really? Wow, okay. Um 
Yeah, more more or less. Like, I I think I say that because there's a there's like one or two instances where you've where you where the story content is like play a couple of missions to just get a few resources and stuff like that. Oh boy, um, it's only like thirty minutes of doing that. But I'm saying what I guess what I'm saying is like, it's not like you've got so much author content in front of you. you. You do. You've got like half the game's author content, but um, that time is a little bit filled out with the the gameplay in there as well. How long is the actual game to finish, Gary? I think I played about 10 or 12 hours, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it doesn't give you too much to do on the side. It like I I found myself cuz I streamed it a couple I streamed it once and I was playing on my own. Um, and there was a time where I was like, "Oh, I'm just going to play the story cuz I'm playing it on my own to get through the start." Um, and then I was like, "Oh, I just want to get through the side missions." And I'd, I'd do side missions for like 20 or 30 minutes and then I'd be like, well, I've done all the ones I can do. The others are too high level. Uh, I guess I'm just doing the story. Like it doesn't give you that much room to like branch off the story when you're in the actual reassemble campaign. Yeah. Um, yeah. The, the leveling is pretty slow when you're in the, the main Avengers campaign too. Like it get, you get to like gear level like 25 or so by the end of the campaign. Um, but the gear level goes up to like 130, so I think they really just unlock it for you once you go into the the main uh, multiplayer suite, which they call Avengers Initiative. Um, yeah, I don't uh, know. Like the, the, a lot of the so yeah, ten to twelve hours for the campaign is the answer to your question. Sorry, <laughs> a, a lot of the. So I, I was saying to Kerry earlier this week that this game reminds me a lot of the first Destiny game. Um, yeah. In the sense that, like, I'm doing missions and I'm doing the story. I, I'm much more clear about the story in Avengers than I am in Destiny 1, because the Destiny 1 story is, like, really loose in terms of, like, the what you're actually supposed to be doing, um, like, narratively. Um, but the Destiny 1 missions, I don't remember any of them. Um, like, I don't... They don't leave any impression on me. I... I yeah. I sure do punch a lot of people and treat them with my repulsor blasts. Um, but if you had asked me something that happens in a mission that isn't a cutscene, I couldn't fucking tell you a single thing. Um, and that is kind of like I don't like that. Like I want, like I want the combat to feel like, well, like I, I want the mission structure and the combat to feel like I'm doing something like meaningful, as opposed to hey, look, we're gonna go here. Hey, look, there's a bunch of AIM agents. Go take them out because they're just always there. There's not a whole lot of variety in the enemy types. It's just like the ones that shoot, the ones that are there, and the one, the bigger ones that punch you. Um, yeah. And then a boss thrown in here and there. Um, I, I have major issues with some of the voice acting, mainly Troy Baker as um, Hulk. I do not like Troy Baker as, as Banner. Um, mostly because the rest of the game is so comical and fun. Um, Kamala is a fucking delightful character, and I like want to protect Hands down her. The best wholeheartedly. part of that game, yeah, just yeah. the best part of that game, yeah, like one hundred percent. Um, she's got a really good opening intro to the to the game. Um, and it's like it's really nice, and it's one of the things where it's like, hey, why the fuck didn't they show this when they were showing off what the game is? Um. Because this I, game is a Kamala-driven story, and the fucking marketing would not does not tell you that at all. 
Um, no, it doesn't. Because they want they want new. Because Miss Marvel isn't in the MCU, and they want people from the MCU who like it to be like, "Oh, I like the Avengers. I'll buy that." Yeah, but then um, the Avengers they give you is like, Aven- like, oh, we have Avengers at home, and it's like these guys. Um, yeah. Uh, so yeah, um, can I just say that that initial the starting mission, the, the the start of a game, like I actually shed a tear. Like I don't do that in games, and like I it just, apart from just Odds World. Well, that 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 is just like that's like shut down in fear, but you know we'll get to that. Um, <laughs> uh, like, yeah, it was really sweet. It was really nice. It's, it's it, really well done. Like, yeah. it's so well done. Um, but yeah, like I think I think Troy Baker is incredibly like he, he's a very very good actor, obviously, um, and is very good at playing roles. And this is not the right role for him, and it's not the right role for this Bruce Banner because he's really, he's really subtle, he's really meek, he's really, like, um, nervous, and he's very, uh, he's like going through like stages of grief and shock. Um, and Thor is like, "I am the mighty one," um, and Kamala's like, "Oh my god, Avengers!" and uh, Troy Banner has just got this fucking like this really upsetting thing that he's fighting with these inner demons and stuff and I'm like this is just so out of place in this game um I do not like what it it feels like overacting when it's not it's just a good performance but it's overacting compared to everything else um which is Saturday morning cartoons Um, I think that's a good point in that it is like in comparison to everything else in comparison to everything else it is overacting but honestly I because because the rest of it is so schlocky, I kind of don't mind that there there is a hint of like of like very emotive uh somewhat nuanced uh acting and and voice and voice acting and stuff like that. I kind of don't mind that it's in there. Um I think I would be more disappointed with the game if it, if if Hulk was if if Banner was very stereotypical Banner on top of the 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 most boring Thor I've ever seen. <laughs> well, like, I mean, if it's like that, but like uh, everybody's very like that. Ca- like I mean, like that's like it's a it's a very comic book Thor. Like there's not like there's not a lot of depth to him. Um, and you know, Cap is Cap. You everybody knows what Captain America is like, and this is like a good Captain America. Um, like it, it. I feel like they should have learned from. I'm going to keep going back to it. The Spider-Man game, um, where everybody is their like natural feeling comic book like antithesis of the character. Um, you know, Norman Osborn in the in the Spider-Man game was quite you know like a like a like a sleazy politician, but he was still somewhat menacing. Um, and he, but he wasn't like you know struggling with his inner demons or anything like that, right? Like no one was, no one had those really subtle two nuanced moments everyone was just the oh, character. except that fight i said those 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 like cutscenes in basically the last hour of that game mm-hmm. those those, those cutscenes destroy me <laughs> that's good acting at the end of that game yeah i mean those felt those felt earned um yeah yeah i, don't know. I it's fine i'll beat it i don't know what legs it has i don't know like, are they doing, a, you know, do they release DLC chapters for a long time? I mean, like, that's the plan, right? Like, that's the leaked information is the the, new, the characters coming later. Like, Kate Bishop and Hawkeye and Spider-Man are the ones that are, like, confirmed. Um, and the leak was Black Panther, Captain Marvel, and... 
She-Hulk. She-Hulk, yeah. Um, there were there were so many. They they leaked like there was like ten. I think Doctor Strange was in there. Yeah. Would you would you go back if if they were to release? Will you go back and play it for the DLC? I'll try Spider-Man. I personally will go. Sorry. Mm. I'll, I'll try Spider-Man and I'll watch trailers for the rest, but I doubt it. Unless they really yeah. interested me, like doc- like I don't get to play as Doctor Strange in games often. That could be cool, but I am. Um, I personally, it depends on the length of the campaign missions that they add. If it's like yeah. one thirty-minute mission, I'll probably just go back to it like once a year and do it all at once. Um, if it's like two to three hours, I, I I can't see it being that that much content. At least not yeah. that much authored content. Um, but mm-hmm. if it's a sizable chunk of of um, campaign missions for each new character. I'll, I'll give it a go when they release. If it's like two to three hours of content for each character, absolutely. I'll jump in. Mm-hmm. I'll be more than happy to. Honestly, this game's biggest strength is its campaign. Um, I have done no multiplayer yet um, in since getting the full game, uh, but playing the campaign is when I enjoy it the most. And honestly, I think it's a lot of it is the cutscenes pulling it together and the story. Um, and it's not... It's not an infinity war end game kind of blow your like just kind of make you think about things a little bit and, and make you feel things that much it doesn't it doesn't do that that much and that's fine it, it knows that i know that but it's a it's 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 more than good enough it's more than good enough for what it needs to do to pull me through that game um which is which is great i was surprised by that i thought it was going to be really sucky but no mm-hmm. it was it was perfectly good and you know, while while we were saying that um, Troy Baker's banner is a little overacted in comparison to the other voice actors, that's not to say that their performances and their lines and their um, characters are not um, interesting at all. I think the way there are certain character interactions at different points, um, and the way they're all performed, I think, and and seeing Kamala get to have eat like her own moment with each of the Avengers a lot of the times um, is really sweet. And it's, and it's plenty rewarding enough to pull me through the game. Um, something that's really interesting is, like, your home base is the Chimera, the, the, the Helicarrier. Um, and it's decommissioned when you get to it after the events of the San Francisco Bridge. Um, and it's really cool because you the you, you see the, the Chimera gets, like, rebuilt as, you, as the campaign goes along. That's part of what your, your thing is. So it's, like more rooms open up there are more people floating around eventually some shield agents you know come on board um and and the weather's different and there's like this this you know like three quarters of the way through there's like oh no something's happened and like something bad has happened um and the weather outside in the in the in the um outside of the chimera is like it's like a lightning storm and it's dark and it's cloudy and it's and it's thundering and and no one's left in the ship. It's just Kamala walking around, and it's, and it, and it, the way they play with the the setting of that works really well. Mm. Um, yeah. My biggest annoyance, my biggest problem with this game is difficult content, specifically when I'm playing by myself. And I think the reason that is is because the AI isn't strong enough in terms of it's not it's either not competent enough or it's not able enough to. Um, do things like the objectives that you have to look after so when you're playing by yourself and you're doing content that is stronger level than you or you're doing the um the like augmented reality room like fifth challenge like the hardest challenge it's it sucks 
it just sucks <laughs> like playing the hard content in yeah. that game by yourself means that all of the enemies focus on you um you don't it, it it's hard to tell when enemies are off screen when you're about to be attacked and that happens a lot in this game it doesn't matter as much when you're not playing the hard content because it doesn't hit as hard but when you are playing the hard content you're getting hit for like a quarter of your health if you're not paying attention and it's 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 not easy it's it's not easy enough to notice all of that damage that you're going to get from off screen um so end game content just feels too punishing um i imagine once you get and i remember when jeremy and i played a couple of missions that were above our pay grade in the beta but that was we really fun because i was really stupid <laughs> it was right and we just kept like reviving each other and then picking each other up and picking the other one up and picking the other one up um when you're playing solo you have like three downs and then you're dead and you like respawn and you like restart from the beginning it's like oh man what the hell like why did you even let me go down in the first place if we're playing with each other um we can pick each other up but also the enemies won't just try and focus on me they will have three other player characters to focus on Mm. and all of those player characters will be able to split up like split up the objectives stand on the point so i'm not on my own or um take out the range characters while i'm dealing with the ground characters like it feels like it's not that the ai's bad but it's just not equipped to handle end game content um i mean neither's the performance on the playstation either honestly like it the game like struggles a bit and then like the frame rate will drop and then it'll be like hey what if we just doubled the enemy count <laughs> yes. and then the game's yeah, like there, there are definitely s- have fun um <laughs> uh, i it- hit slideshow status in this game a couple of times it never crashed and it never it never um got to a slideshow to the point where i like restarted the mission or anything like that like i could i could keep fighting through it but it was it was like n64 frame rate <laughs> it was really bad for just probably once every three hours or something like that there's a scene like that there's a lot of really there's a lot of things in this game that I really hate, um, and it's a lot of like really bizarre design choices. There's stealth sections for no reason, randomly yeah, no placed, good. and they're dumb and useless. Where you're just like walking slowly and crouching behind cover, um, and then moving to the next location, um, and it doesn't do anything. It doesn't make me like I don't enjoy the stealth section, and it doesn't make me like stop and think about anything. Um, there's a really weird thing where like strong characters can break through walls um but the entire game is designed to to be the world is accessible by everybody so like even if you can't fly black widow's got a grappling hook kamala throws out her fist and then stretches up or whatever but there are these strong walls that only a handful of characters can break through and behind it is nothing useful it's just like a chest with like a piece of loot inside of it but it still gets pointed out to you though even if you can't unlock the door yeah it, it like it lets you know like hey there's a thing there but like if you're playing as Iron Man, which I do frequently because he's my favorite character to play in that game, um, like sucks for you, you don't get to go in there. Um, uh, and also- like that, that's the only time in the game where like you're locked out of something like by the character. There's one more. Oh, what is it? Black Widow can access like aim terminals, mm-hmm. um, so she's got like access codes. So occasionally, that door instead of being one that you punch open as hulk kamala or thor um is like one that you have to like be black widow to operate to turn on and so that one doesn't work if you're not black widow that's dumb um yeah the loot i mean the idea is like you play with people like because your ai can't do it which is that's that's bad also should be able to do it for you yeah or you should be able Um, to tell the ai hey break this exactly 
but the idea is you play with other people and they do it for you right that's the idea but it it, it just locks you out of content and it's not it's not fun <laughs> also like the gear- oh, i mean i say content it locks you out of getting another blue like chest piece you yeah know? like we- that you'll probably dismantle <laughs> which is probably my biggest complaint is like well it's, not, it's like it's just a, like why the fuck is there gear in this game that it doesn't do anything to you it's never cosmetic you can never see any gear that you change so it's not like destiny where you can like hey i really like the set of armor i'm gonna dress up the set of armor um, or change the color of this costume or whatever because there's like a plethora of costumes that probably got the big AOK from Disney being like yes you can make this character look like this because they probably had approval and rejection over literally every aspect of the game um, but there's a gear thing which all it does is um, you got four slots Makes of gear the numbers go up yeah it, you got four slots of gear in each character and it determines like how strong you are and there's a button to just equip the strongest piece of gear, which is the only button I ever use in that section, because why would I not? Um, and then you can upgrade gear with the one of many, many currencies in that game. And the entire system feels like something that was made for a different version of this game, which then they didn't have time to take out and work. Um, Honestly, there's a lot of that. I, I kind of like the gear. Um, I never use that auto-equip button, so every time I go through, I'm like, okay, dismantle this, dismantle this. Oh, that's a stronger level. Okay, put that on. Oh, I'll upgrade it one more to upgrade the next perk. And then, what, what's it? it? It's enough of a silly thing to get me excited to go from each glowing piece of armor that drops from an enemy or something like that. I know it's entirely superficial because I'll get a stronger one in 20 minutes anyway. Um, yeah, but but you have the automate button. Like, you have the button to do it for you. Which I never used. Why? Because I enjoyed going through it piece by piece. I was like, oh, I enjoy this. I'm just going to keep doing this. And I knew it was there. So I was like, I, like I, I knew that button was there, but I also knew that it had been annoying you. And more than that, I knew I was enjoying going through it one by one. So I was like, oh, if I'm enjoying this, I'm just going to keep it going. Like, honestly, it's an, doing it that way is enough for me to, to keep playing. I want to keep playing um, having beaten the story. And there, there are more missions that unlock afterwards shield protocol missions and vaults and stuff like that um and i want to see what what those are all about and and i, and I want to get a character higher level i want to i want to upgrade all of their skill trees a bit more and, and get more of an extended moveset with all their characters because you can the there the skill trees in this game that are uh incredible there are so many of them <laughs> like like for each character you have like three pages of skill tree mm. um and they start veering into specializations. It's it's wild. Um, so yeah, I think the, the customization is enough for me. I, I would agree that if I had been using that auto equip button, that would have it would have removed it, it, its its um. It has no purpose. Validity. Like, it, it, like yeah. it, I don't understand if it's in that game if the button is like automated, um, because as far as I can tell. There's very there's a very very small chance of me wanting to use a weaker piece of gear. It's usually just for like a resistance to an enemy type, but like, yeah. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. Some of the some of the the gold armors do have more specialized um, perks, um, similar to exotics. Not all of them do, but some of them do. Um, so mm. you would want to hang on to those. Um, but yeah, you're right. The, the stronger number beats that out in the end. So yeah, I think it's I think it's a good game. I think it's good. I think uh, when it's cheaper, it's worth getting the story. I don't think it's worth full price for the story. But honestly, I I like 
take 20 bucks off and I think it is worth it, honestly. The, the story's totally fine. If you're up for just a, a schlocky, perfectly competent, competently acted, competently uh, mechanicked, like, like the combat's good enough. Like, it, it, it's good enough is what that game is. So I think 25% off and that game's worth it for me. That's, 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 that's my opinion on it. Get get that game when it's forty dollars Australian. That's for me. It's a it's a six out of ten. I, I, I'm 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 so sick of games as a service games coming out with me going. Eh, it might be good one day. I'm over that. I'm I'm over that fucking thing. Um, and then yeah, Jeremy, you just had a couple of other things. Uh, that you've been playing. I've mostly just been playing that and, and streaming a bit. So what what else have you been playing? Tony Hawk Pro Skater 1 or 2 Remake. It's very good. This game is really good. How much have you played of it? Uh, I've... So, uh, okay. So I haven't... I didn't remember how to play Tony Hawk. So I had to like relearn, basically. <laughs> um, I've done about four or five levels. Um, and I had to basically relearn how to play Tony Hawk, um, which, like, my experience with that franchise is basically just Tony Hawk Pro Skater 3 and 4, mostly 4, um, because my cousin gave it to me, uh, which was good, because that game was really cool. It's got Django Fett in it. Um, <laughs> the coolest Star Wars the character. Coolest, hey, he's got a jetpack and he can use it um, as a trick. Uh, and also, if you turn on the auto trick button in like as a cheat um you go up and up and up through like the skybox and then you like deload the level it's really great um anyway uh tony hawk first gator one and two is such a fucking good remake um it feels so so good like it's so quick it's so it's so snappy um and arcadey without it being too um too fake feeling um it feels like what i imagined people playing this game for the first time way back when those games came out were feeling um mm. which is like hey this game is so good like i it is it is wild to me how good this fucking game is um it, it i i don't know how to like it, it i desperately desperately want to be really good at tony hawk um <laughs> i i have not a single interest in skating i have never ridden a skateboard in my life I have never asked for a skateboard. I didn't listen to skater music or care about skater culture. But oh my god, do I want to be good at Tony Hawk's Pro Skater? <laughs> um, hey, that's a sign of a great game, right? If you want to be great at it, it's a fucking fantastic game. You feel so rewarded when you do like a really good combo. And my combos are not really good. Like I've seen people online, like people are getting like you know a hundred thousand at least points in a combo, and I'm like lucky if I get ten thousand. Um, but like when I get like a combo that's really good for me, I feel so good. Um, and every time I make a mistake, I'm like, oh, that's what I should have done instead of that. Oh, I can. And then so I tried again and I might get it right, but I still might not get it right because like my timing is still off. Um, yeah, this game is so good. It looks really great too. It sounds really good. Um, there's a couple of little like little tweaks to the game, um, which I, like one of my favorite ones, honestly, is... Uh, when you like crash um you'd like lay on the ground and then it plays like a like a vhs like a rewind effect and then you like appear back on your skateboard again um oh that's cool it's really cool and it's got like a it's got like a like 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 it's like a scratching sound when when you um when you respawn 
Um, I thought every sound effect in that game was a scratching sound. A, a little bit, <laughs> and it, it works so well. Um, <laughs> all the music is really great. There's, there's a ton of really great songs in there. Um, some some good scar, some really good scar. Um, <laughs> and like the levels are really, really fun. Um, the They're so well put together. There's so much opportunity in the in the levels to do different combos in different areas. Um, and each level's got like different objectives. Like the school level has got wall ride seven of the fire bells and um, grind across five of the different um, uh, seat, uh, like like lunch seats. Um, and then like the warehouse is like go through the um, like go over the helicopter and then you'll unlock a little area at the back or whatever. Um, that game is sick. That game is so do cool. Do you find that you can? Do you find that you can play it more than like an hour or two at a time? Uh, I have, um, because there's so much variety in levels. Like you, only, so you need to do maybe like six objectives per level to get to the next one. Um, and then they're, they're never like some of them. Like there are like the more advanced objectives, um, but after you go through the level like four or five times, you start to really pick up where everything is. Like where everything is in the layout of everything. Mm. Um, the first two or three times I go through a level, I sort of aimlessly go around doing a little bit of every objective, which means I get nothing done and I have to restart at the end of the three minutes. Um, but I get a feel for everything and I sort of get to, I start to create the map in my head of where each objective is and the best place to do certain things. Um, and then when I get sick of a level, I'll just go on to the next one. Um, and then if I get sick of that level that I haven't completed enough objectives for, then I'll just swap to Tony Hawk 2. Um, and then I've got another string of levels I can go through again. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very good. Um, Vicarious Visions do really good remakes. Um, and I'm glad that they have had the opportunity to do both Crash and this. Um, mm. So it's it's really good. Yeah, who would have thought that the most faithful, some of the most faithful remakes of this generation would have been coming out of Activision? <laughs> yeah, right? Like, I mean, I, I saw people on Twitter being like, hey, maybe Activision should have been the one to do the Mario remake. Oh. Um, <laughs> which is like... Zing. That's a dirty word, but also like... Hmm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, could you imagine? Uh, yep, Twitter would have imploded again. Um, and then... Uh, yeah, did you all want to talk about Void Train before... Uh... Yeah, um, we spin out here. So PAX is happening right now. Um, PAX is really weird, and I have thoughts about PAX, but I'll save that for next week, um, next time. Um, uh, but I've been getting like a bunch of emails from developers showing off their game, and one that piqued my interest was a game called Void Train, um, which is a very good name for a video game. Um, Void Train is a first-person like it's like a it's a survival crafting game, which like everybody has played those, except it is not set on an island and there are no trees to break. It is set on a train, um, and that train is in the sky. <laughs> um, <laughs> and the train itself is not really a train. It's like a platform with one of those like old mining carts that you have to push the lever up and down to make it go oh, forward. Oh, jeez. Um, and uh, y- there is also no gravity, um, unless you're on, the, on your train. Um, and if you jump off your train, you, you can fly around and you've got a tether so you don't go too far. Or in case, the, in case, for example, you don't hit the brakes and you jump off the train to go get a resource that's floating in the air. This game is really like ethereal. Like it's really, 
abs like it like it's not an abstract style game, but like the the the, the shape of everything and the the objects that are in this space are quite abstract. Um, it like it's I mean, what's more abstract than a train tracks just going through clouds, right? But um, it's. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, like so, you have to like jump off and like fly around and grab like rocks and wood that's just floating in space, and you, then you go back and you can build shit on your train. Um, and there are these like sky shark fish that will attack you, and you've got a gun because it's a video game, and you shoot them. Um, and there's like cooking and upgrades and progression trees and refining materials and stuff like that. Like it's still a su- survival game. Um, what sets it apart? you're on a train in the sky um (laughs) honestly that goes a long way um i i didn't play a whole lot i think i only played like an hour or two um the game's not like the game's still in development um so i didn't like the onboarding was a little bit rough um and i i couldn't figure out how to do some certain things i think you can make your, your your cart bigger i believe um but i couldn't figure out how to do that um I don't know. Like it, it's it's a pretty looking game, and it's got a really cool setting, and that was enough to at least get me engaged for a couple hours. Um, if that game is complete, I will give that a go at some point. Cool, sweet. It, it sounds like a more exciting adventure game than I've heard of in recent memory. Um, June, did you want to touch on anything before we head to the question corner? I don't think so. Um, I picked up Ring Fit this week for the first time since it came out because it's been kind of sold out everywhere. Mm. Um. And I've been enjoying that, but I don't really have much to say about that at the moment. Maybe next time. How buff is Drago? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love the the whole story. It's so it's so silly, but it it makes it I don't know. It's funny. It's really whimsical. I, yeah, I'm enjoying it. It's really it's really cool. It's really I, I'm like constantly blown away by how uh, the accessories work. Like. Mm. that like the, how does it how does it know like <laughs> yeah um, i don't know it's it's really neat and it's it's been really enjoyable to um i've been looking for an alternative to the gym because obviously we haven't been able to go out um and <laughs> nothing's open so like i i wanted to do exercise that wasn't just going for a run yeah. and i i don't have the motivation to do 10 push-ups or 10 sit-ups a night or whatever people do so this has been good to actually do that kind of stuff while also playing a video game totally so it's been good yeah yeah i think um i think ollie's one of ollie's favorite worlds in the start in terms of the like story and stuff is when you get to sporter yep that's my favorite oh, i think jeremy spoke about it recently as well but yeah the sporter I don't, I don't and the that. <laughs> i just i just met um mr hubby yes yes <laughs> <laughs> it's very good it's very sweet uh uh sweet cool well because because we're so um this podcast is going to be very uh uh second half heavy let's 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 jump right into the question corner for this week um we'll probably have to go for a break because i imagine we'll need to think about it because <laughs> i think we were talking about before the podcast but yeah if we've got answers we'll, we'll go right into it if we don't we'll, we'll um we'll take a quick break but yeah uh for the question of the week dude what is it this week if you could play a crossover between two gaming franchises, which ones would they be? So, what was it? What was the example we had last fortnight? Something stupid. I I came in with the 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 tacky one that they did and that they've that has actually happened, which was Final Fantasy and Assassin's, Assassin's Creed. Creed. <laughs> yeah, because they yeah. had they had like 
a chocobo camel in Assassin's Creed Origins, which is weird because mm. it had four legs and chocobos have two legs because it it's a bird. It was so ugly. It was a feathered, <laughs> four-legged camel. <laughs> so weird. Um, yeah. Stuff like that. What, what it, would you do? Yeah, Let, let's take a break because I don't I don't have this one off the top of my head. So when we when we come back, we'll have the we'll have your answers and uh, and then we'll get right into our jam pack news section. So yeah, have a think. We will too, and uh, we'll be right back. Welcome back to the Minimap Cast. We've been here coming up with many silly amalgamations of gaming franchises. From across the years. June, remind us, what is the question for this week? If you could play a crossover between any two gaming franchises, which ones would they be? This one's hot. No, it's not. Oh, sorry. (laughs) 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 I'm wrong. Can I go first? Because my answer's not not very good. So I'll... Set, I'll set the bar really low for you all. Um, Thank you. So, <laughs> so it's Uncharted, but instead of pirate treasure, it's cowboy stuff, and it's like cowboy history things. Uh huh. Uh huh. What? So what's what's the like? What's the jackpot? What's the end game? What are they fighting? Sam Drake on a horse. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. No. Like some kind of fancy gun or. Um, I don't know. Money? Is it like an, an old wagon that was yeah. Yeah. really well made? Carrie, you're so smart. Something like that. <laughs> this was my idea. Cool. <laughs> 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 um, yeah. Well, you can both work together on that one, and I'll I'll test it for you when you when you're done. Mm-hmm. Okay, sounds good. Cool. I mean, we all know that the end, the like the the the. The ending of the Uncharted games is not necessarily the most important part of the Uncharted exactly. games. Exactly. Imagine how cool the set pieces would be. Yeah. They would be pretty fucking sick. Also, yeah. Nate Bridges with a whip. That, that, like, collapse behind you. <sighs> Nate's already, like, half cowboy anyway, I feel. Mm. I mean, yeah. yeah, he's, he got, he's, yeah got he's a, a modern-day cowboy. Yeah. He's, he's, a, he's a good indie. You know that thing where people try to, like, where they say, what's the... What's the gender neutral pronoun of, of of not pronoun like title of like a of like a position and then you're like just treat it like firefighter post fighter police fighter i i like i like cow fighter cow fighter <laughs> cow fighter <laughs> <laughs> i was thinking of like ones you could mix with red dead and i couldn't think of any off the top of my head as in like red dead being like the main <laughs> core of the game and then having something else detroit become it. cowboy <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that just Westworld? <laughs> oh, we should make a Westworld game. We should be directed by David Cage. <laughs> no. Oh, no, no, thank you. Uh, they should make a Westworld game, though. They should make a. Westworld they should game. do that. Honestly, how about how? I was just going to say Westworld should have been a Telltale project. Yes. Oh, that would have been neat. Mm. June, Red Dead. Kingdom Hearts. No? Okay. No. Gorsh, Isn't there already a cowboy level bank. in... Isn't there already a cowboy... Surely there's a cowboy level in Kingdom Hearts at some stage. 
Uh, sure, like Woody's World or whatever the fuck. Oh, no, because no, that's no, just it's a, a Toy shopping Story mall. World. Yeah. There isn't. Oh, I mean, there's no, no, there isn't. There isn't. Well, well uh, there's uh, a reason why. Yeah. They don't deserve it. No, they don't. <laughs> I wholeheartedly agree. Um, um, who's next? Who wants to go? Well, I left my timer running. Hang on. Let me line that back a little bit. Uh, I'll go next. I've got a bunch of like half answers. Um, I don't. I don't know how valid these are, but they're just vague ideas I had in my head that, that came to mind. So I'm just gonna just gonna read them off. Um, they're not particularly fleshed out. One of my first ones I thought of was Zelda and Pokemon. Like, you know, everyone like, wants Breath like of the Wild worlds, but Pokemon. Open, yeah. Like, mm. big open world Pokemon game. I, I would very much enjoy that. Um, like, to be in that world. Like, to feel so connected to it. In the way that you do in Breath of the Wild, where you, you know, you, you light a torch and you walk past the grass and it lights the grass on fire and, and electric things get zapped by electricity and you can also magnetize them. And there's that... There's that that chemistry thing that they have in their engine that allows the world to feel so real and um, dynamic. Um, having that in a Pokemon game would be awesome, especially because, like, I, I, I mentioned all that weather stuff because it's a good, um, it's a good measure of how Breath of the Wild works. But like Pokemon, you've got Fire Pokemon and Electricity Pokemon, Ghost Pokemon, and Water Pokemon, and Grass Pokemon, and all that stuff. So that'd be really cool to. That'd be really cool. I think um, Pokemon Sword and Shield, like, they had, like, fairly large open world areas. Yes. Which sort of, I guess, gave you the feel for that a little bit, but I think that would be incredibly cool. Mm. Like yeah. a full, and, fully, properly open world. And, like, maybe not turn-based. I'm trying to imagine how that would work. Yeah, I can't imagine I mean, I, at that point, it wouldn't be a Pokemon game. But... Yeah. It would have if to it be was, a... like... If it was, like, I could see it with, like, Final Fantasy thirteen combat, as in, like, turn-based, but not really turn-based. Oh, yeah, like, active time. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know how it would work. It's mm. just, you know, that's the pie in the sky. That's the, I'm the ideas man, you make it work <laughs> <laughs> kind of answer. Um, also, I was just thinking, like, Zelda... if. I was thinking, like, what do I really enjoy? I really like roguelikes, because I could play them forever, and, and they're really fun, and usually very pretty and stuff like that. If I could have, like, a property that I really enjoy, like Zelda, on top of a roguelike, I think I'd really, really enjoy that. Um, I, like, I'd be hands down, I like, like, 100% sold on, like, a Zelda roguelike. Um, you, you could say that The Binding of Isaac is inspired by Zelda and stuff like that, but, like, thematically, it's got mm. nothing to do with Zelda. You know, it's about... You know, a kid who's stuck in a basement. Like it's, I, it's, and I want that like Cadence of Hyrule looking roguelike mm-hmm. game. Yeah, that yeah. would be so. I was going to say because like that that shows you how far the Zelda property can like stretch a bit more as well. Like, yeah. I'm surprised they haven't done anything like that before. Well, they've only just like fairly... started to send out their IPs to allow yeah, it to be done for true. other properties, uh, other studios. Mm-hmm. Mm. Well, I mean, they did. Capcom did a couple of Zelda games on the Game Boy that were well received, but well, they that were was a while just. Ago. Yeah, I mean, it was, it was the Game Boy, and they weren't. They weren't. They didn't break the formula. They were just. It was just like another studio making more Zelda games. Right. Um, 
Uh, and then a couple of... Was, <laughs> was it... I can't remember if it was Fremont Jeremy who suggested this, but someone when we were thinking before said Assassin's Creed and Just Cause. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't even know what that looks like. I think that's just Assassin's Creed plus a grappling hook, and that sounds radical. <laughs> and a wingsuit. I want that. I want that. Well, <laughs> grappling hook, but not in the same way they use it in Syndicate. That was silly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was not good. Yes. More of like a grappling hook from... The Marvel's Avengers <laughs> beats <laughs> Assassin's Creed. <laughs> Stupid. Uh, and the last one I've got here is just <laughs> the Elder Scrolls meets <laughs> the Aragon movie game. Oh my god, Kerry, fuck, fucking, right, we're moving on. <laughs> Say no more, please. Um, I want to be in that world. Yeah, I know. Um... Mine is something, this is like, this is 10-year-old Jeremy's dream. Um, Ratchet and Clank and Jack and Daxter together at last. They're too similar. Mm. They're too similar. Mm. It would just be, yeah, I guess. The thing with that is that they're so similar in some ways and so different in others. Mm. Like the tone of like the characters and like the, the not the jack world. two not jack three. Oh, okay so just the first okay that that's a yeah. bit that that measures yeah. a bit jack two and jack you, three do you are bad want, games do you just want like do you want like the ratchet and clank world but with jack and daxter in it or do you want like mechanics to be crossed over as well like so because because jack and daxter is just like they just jump right and he's got eco powers and stuff but like his powers yeah. are just time limits i think i would want them to have to team up together like like a like a a co-op pla- action platformer Ooh. where Ooh. you have to it's it's almost asymmetrical like you have to mm. split off and do your own specific parts in certain sections ratchet and jack and clank and daxter <laughs> yeah <laughs> clank yeah. and daxter has a ring to it yeah clank and daxter yeah yeah and then um. and then the end is the tease and Sly Cooper steps out of the shadows and he goes, I'm here to, <laughs> I'm, I'm here to talk to you about the PlayStation All-Stars Battle Royale initiative. <laughs> <laughs> um, Except that it turns into Justice League. <laughs> yeah. Um, and my other, like, pie-in-the-sky um, uh, crossover would be the Marvel Spider-Man with the Marvel's Avengers I, I think I knew, like I knew you were gonna say it. Yeah, yeah it would be really. That's kind like, of like an obvious. It would be surely. really, really great if imagine if they used the Spider-Man that everybody knew and loved, and you know had a really, really good record with everybody, and use that uh-huh. Spider-Man instead of just making their own. That probably looks really bad and fits out of place, and is only available on one platform. And plays exactly the same as Black Widow. Mm, yeah, I, yeah. I wonder. Like, I wonder if that could have ever. You know, I mean, hey, we can only dream, right? You know, not everything can happen in this world. You know, I don't want to go too crazy, but yeah, that could have been really something special. I mean, you know, it's hard as well because Spider-Man, you know, it maybe if Spider-Man was a more recent property. Um, yeah, maybe you know, if they, it was, they had been working on it at the same time or something like that. If only there were some movies coming out to sort of show everybody how popular that Spider-Man was. And there was like another game coming out maybe to showcase what <laughs> Spider-Man could have been like, you know, a next gen video game. Made by Insomniac. 
What if the Spider-Man they put in Avengers, like, what, this would be such a fucking dumb move. What if the Spider-Man they end up putting in Avengers is Tom Holland? You know what would be worse? It's the MCU Spider-Man. It would be even worse if it was Andrew Garfield or, to- or Tobey Maguire. <laughs> Andrew Garfield Spider-Man. No, no, no. They don't, they don't have the loose cloth physics available for that particular Spider-Man. <laughs> Oh dear. I was just thinking about another answer for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, what about like a Frostpunk style, but cowboys instead, or a Stardew Valley style, but, but cowboys instead, but Frostpunk, cowboys. but cowboys. You could okay. So I feel like you could just do any sort of game except make a cowboys, and I feel like I would be okay with that. Zelda. Personally. That's just Red Dead, though. If you just want like an open world, open world cowboy game, that's just Red Dead. Oh yeah. Control. Okay. Um. <laughs> Oh, what? <laughs> Cowboys control. Quantum such, break. Such a yeah, such a, such a uniquely modern game. Mm-hmm. Um, I, um, I I only ha- I only have one final answer, um, which is Tony Hawk Pro Skater Five: The Phantom Pain. <laughs> um, I, first levels the hospital. Yeah, I just I really want. It's just Metal Gear 5. Second, but... second level is just the only other level, and it's a fucking desert. <laughs> and really... you're just there, you go, <laughs> and your skateboard <laughs> just goes, Ugh. Yeah, because it's on sand, the wheels aren't gripping anything. <laughs> the doors start playing. <laughs> For some reason, you have a robot arm. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, I have one Do you quick want question. For- yes, but I have one quick question oh, sorry, just go. before. Yes. For everybody. Yes. Your dream property to be made into a Lego game. I don't care about Lego games. But oh. like, what property would make you care about a Lego game? Because those games are good. Like, those are good video they games. They are good. That is rough. Games? Games property? I don't think I have one. Should we save this for a different question corner? We can make another question corner. Nah, answer, answer it. I mean, I don't. I don't have one. That was that's what I was thinking. Like, I was thinking. Honestly, Little Planet Lego would be really nice. That'd be mm. really cute. Uh, I, I I kind of feel like that's like, that's like making a Lego version of a Meccano game. You know what I mean? Like right. <laughs> Then like, maybe, it's already like a toy box creation kind of vibe. I'd also be really down for Horizon Zero Dawn in Lego. That would be Ooh. neat. Just seeing all the monsters in Lego, all the, all the dinosaurs. Mm. Also, I'm a, hu- I'm a fucking dumbass. I want an open world Zoids game. Oh, oh my god! Red I want Dead a Zoids Dawn. game, full stop. Slam dunk. Yeah, idiot. Fuck cowboys, who needs them? <laughs> Zoids. I'm gonna clip that. Amazing. (laughs) Although I think it's only valid for this question if Zoids has been a game in the past. Has there been a Zoids game in the past? Yeah, Yeah, there has. There was a GBA game, but it wasn't very good. Okay, perfect. We're in. Apparently, Um, I could only say Aragon because there was a uh, there was a game for the movie. Uh, y'all want next one night? I'd love it. Question of the week, please. Um, okay. Uh, what is your favorite video game voice actor? Sorry, who is your favorite video game voice actor? 
I don't oh, think we've done that before. Ooh. I don't no, think we've done no, that. No, we definitely haven't. Yeah. I know Jeremy's answer. Don't say it. Don't say it. Don't. Uh. Spoilers. <laughs> Jeff Geely's cameo in Death Stranding. <laughs> <laughs> Did you even get up to that? No. <laughs> I, I enjoyed that game. Did you? <laughs> all right cool so it's time to get into the news uh you know how like the last like two ish months like we haven't been able to like come in with the news too much when we come in because like it's every two or three weeks when we do the podcast it's sort of everything's out of date or not quite as exciting after it's been a while this last two weeks has been massive and honestly it's been the news we've all been waiting for in in a number of different ways um, just to throw this one out here so it's, it's out and ready and done because I do think it is worth mentioning the amount of times we've mentioned it uh, Super Mario 3D All-Stars was finally announced was finally revealed it is coming out as of recording it is coming out tomorrow um, yeah. it includes Super Mario 64 Super Mario Sunshine and Super Mario Galaxy 1 not 2 only 1 in 1080p um, Super Mario 64 is still in a 4x3 aspect ratio, so the standard almost square ratio. Everything else has been approved for a widescreen aspect ratio, although Galaxy did have one. Um, uh, there are a bunch of impressions that have come out in the last hour, like basically when we went to bed last night, impressions started coming out for um, the game, uh, basically saying while the original Mario All-Stars on the SNES was like, celebration of mario and it was this like uprising of all the old games to snes style and stuff like that this is just pardon me this is just it seems most people's opinion is that it's they've just lumped these games together and you can play them they haven't done anything to them so a lot of people are the the game is leaked and people have looked inside the files um and they are just straight up running on emulators right okay um that's disappointing. Yeah. Are you both still going to get it? Yes. I've already bought it. Um, <laughs> honestly, to have Mario Galaxy in HD, um, like, I, like that, that's the, that opinion that I was saying, that seems to be the impressions there. Honestly, if this was just Super Mario Galaxy, I would buy it. Yeah, I'm only going to... I think I'm going to just get it for Galaxy. I don't really care yeah. that much. And honestly, I like Super Mario 64. I played it mostly on DS. I was a bit young, like... Super Mario 64 came out when I was, like, one. It was, like, yeah. that game actually came out before Jeremy was born. Yep. Like, not actually a young joke anymore. Like, yeah. that just actually yeah. happened. <laughs> um, and I've never played Sunshine properly. I've watched a few speedruns of it in, in recent years. So I'm excited to play 64. Um, it actually looks kind of nice on ten, in 1080p. Like, all the texture quality is rubbish. But there's no, it's, there's no blurry N64, like, 360i, like, quality. Like, it's a 1080p mm. image. Um, so all of the UI looks really sharp. Um, there's no aliasing on the corners. Like, it actually looks really nice. So even though it's very blocky and, you know, one of the very first 3D games, it, you know, that game is still excellent. Um, so Why is it not the DS that. version? Looking... That game? I don't think that game would scale as well, honestly. No, but remake it. You're Nintendo. <laughs> it's Mario's <laughs> they, 35th they anniversary. They could have put in more effort. They I think put no they effort. I think I would... If they had to pick only one game to just lump in, I would prefer it was the original. Um, 
and I think people who are around to play the original sound like they prefer it as well. Like the the DS version does have some improvements, but a lot of people didn't like the multiple characters splitting up the power ups and stuff like that. Like that. Um. Anyway, this is. Do we know? Do we know why it's a limited release? Because yeah. Nintendo are fucking oh, yeah, that stupid. Is- yeah, the I game is only it. available until March 2021, digitally and physically, which is... But but why? Mind-blowing. I don't understand. Do you think that they'll release it for free later? No, like, or they'll God bundle no. it? Fuck no. Honestly, I think this is a scarcity thing. I think they're just trying to pump up their quarter, honestly. Because Nintendo, um, they said, okay, dog. like Nintendo said, hey, we're releasing a video game. All right, everybody pull out the big wheel of dumb shit that we have to do to release a video game. So they got their wheel and they span it and it went around and around and around and it landed on limited physical and digital release. And they went, okay, that's what we're going to do. Let's ship that. I feel like when they released Mario Maker t- on the DS, they they spanned the wheel and it landed on no online. You know, like it's... Yeah. They, I just... Well, the, they have been really good at like... The Switch has been the generation of remasters, right? Because they yeah. had a bunch of games that were locked on the Wii U that no one bought. And so they bundled in all of the extra content through... They either, they either put in the DLC for no additional cost and had it all be unlocked for when you start or um, even added things like Donkey Kong added that funky mode, which I know wasn't much, but it's not nothing. Um, and then, yeah, this isn't that. It's a, it is it is very strange. But like I said, because it's HD Galaxy, I'm in. You've sold me. Mm. They're I'm charging in. full price for three ports. Two of the games are running on emulators of the old, like, so so someone recently, because there was a, like, Nintendo's fucking Giga League, has remade from the ground up Super Mario 64 in Unreal, and it looks great because it's running, like, at 4K 60, right, and it feels great on a new controller, and Nintendo yep. are like, we're just gonna, like... You, you'll be alright and like then then they're doing the limited release with it. and like at the same time they announced that Mario 35 game which is the Tetris 99 of Mario and that game has got an expiry date on it that game is going to exist what? for three months and then at the end of the three months you're not going to be able to play it anymore the fuck are they doing I really don't know what they're doing like like having having the expiry dates on both well not just not just the Mario 35 um, game, but having it on this 3D collection, it's it's asinine, honestly. Um, but maybe they know it's a lackluster collection, and they do just want to make sure it gets numbers on it, and then they're just like, see ya. I don't know. It's not a, it's not a consumer focused move. It's it's not great. Don't get it. Well, anyway, on with the other news. <laughs> I'm going to play it. I'm actually going to be streaming it tomorrow, which is going to be today as of the release of this podcast. Um, so if you're listening to this when it comes out, come check out my Twitch. It's slash scotch240. Um, I'm really looking forward to playing Galaxy. Uh, so last week, the Xbox Series S leaked heavily. Obviously, it's been it's been leaking for about a month now. With like the new controller came out and it said on it uh, compatible with Series X slash S, um, and then Game Pass flyers were saying both were available. So the Series S leaked and then was officially revealed. That Xbox's hand was sort of pushed, um, and then so they showed it. It's this uh, smaller white console. It runs at fourteen forty p up to one hundred twenty fps, whereas the Xbox Series X runs. 
up to 4K, up to 120 FPS. So it's a it's a discless console. It's uh, not quite as powerful as the X. Um, basically, it's a very cheap way to get in with this. It's still being touted as better than an Xbox One X. Um, so yeah, but they also showed the prices. So I'm just going to run Australian prices here. The Xbox Series X is launching uh, at $749 um, and the Series S is launching at 500 So the 500 is two-thirds of the price of the series x sorry yeah the series s is two-thirds of the price of the series x um the consoles are launching on november 10th which is a let me just quickly look at my calendar november 10th is a tuesday which is a bit odd for a console release um uh and pre-orders go live next week so they announced it with like a two-week lead into the pre-order like day and time so everyone could be like ready and have a fair go um, as opposed to this morning. <laughs> as opposed to this morning with PlayStation, yeah. Uh, they also announced when that went live that EA Play, which was previously known as EA Access um, or Origin Access, yeah. um, is being included with Game Pass now. So you get access to all of EA's, all of EA's back catalogue, 10-hour trials of their new games as they come out um, for no additional cost, I'm pretty sure, with all of the offerings that come as a part of Game Pass already. Um, which is a huge value add. Game Pass was already one of the best deals in video game history, and it just it just got much better. Like yeah. even if you don't enjoy the sports titles, right? You're still looking at the Dragon Age catalog, all of Mass Effect, all Battlefield games, um, Battlefront, Titanfall, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order just came out. Sorry, what did you say, Jeremy? Battlefront, Titanfall. Yeah, Titanfall. All the indie like, games. I, yeah, like Unraveled, A Way Out was EA, I think. Yep, yep. So, like, it's it's um it's that's an incredible get for Xbox. Sims. Um, yep, yep. There's there's so much stuff. There's also um Xbox's payment program, which is sort of like you you it's it's almost like a lease. It's like a like you like you rent it for. Yeah. Hang on. Let, let, uh, so basically, for the Series X, you can pay forty six dollars per month in Australia. Um, through Telstra, and that gets you the console and Xbox Game Pass Ultimate. Um, you also no need to cost. have an account with Telstra to do that. An yeah, existing, I mean, an existing account. I mean, I mean, can't you just make one? So then, I'm pretty sure you need a plan with them currently. Oh, okay. Um, that's probably for like for the like registered interest to get it like for the first shipment. I, they'll open that up. Mm-hmm. They'll open that up when stock becomes more available. Um, so yeah, forty six dollars per month for the X, thirty three dollars per month for the S. Do you own the console at the end of your? You own the console at the end of the two months. You do end up paying more, but because you get Game Pass Ultimate for that time as well, it kind of nets out to about even. So very similar to a phone plan in the end. Um, you do get to keep the console at the end. Um, Interesting. Yeah. It's but like yeah, it's, it's, it's just a line of credit, basically. It's just yeah. After pays it pay. It's just that. Yeah. Um, so that was a couple, couple. Of, that was last week, and then, um, so we finally, the dam finally burst. You know, it started leaking out with the with the Series S leaks, and then we got the the video leaked, and then Xbox had to push it, and then the the website went live with all the details. We got the tech specs for the Xbox. Um, so Sony could finally make their move, uh, which they did 
bright and early this morning. We were up at 6 a.m. Australian time, Australian Eastern Standard Time, uh, to live react to the conference. What? Start, started working at five. <laughs> yeah, totally. God. Um, I'm we very actually tired. did a whole video. Yeah, well, you did a, you did a lot of good work yesterday, and and we did a we did a good reaction this morning as well. So if yeah, you want go, to go go check it out because Jeremy did really good work with the overlays and stuff, and I think we're all pretty proud of it. So yeah, it'd be neat if you could check it out. Mm, graphic design is my passion. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, like I said before, um, it's on our YouTube account, but I don't think that's very well like populated. So just uh, head to our Twitter. That's at minimapau. Um, you'll be able to find the links to it there. Uh, so yeah, if you want to watch the trailers or just see our reactions to it, we also do a bit of a, a, a post-game analysis of what we saw at the time. Um, so yeah, if you want our sort of our first blush reactions to everything, that's the best place to find it. We're not going to go too deep into our reactions on what we thought of the showcase. Um, the rest of this episode is going to be mostly focused on PS5 versus Xbox, how we think they're going to go at launch. But let's get into the Sony details now. So just to recap, Series X for Xbox was seven, $749. Series S was 500 Okay, so those are the two the, the two options, 750 and 500 For the PS5 showcase, we got the price and date and a bunch of games sh- were shown as well. So it's actually a really good showcase. Yep. Um, the PS5 with the disc edition uh, is 749 so the exact same price as the Xbox Series X. PS5 Digital Edition, so that's just basically the exact same console, no disk drive, is $599 Australian, so uh, minus $150. Um, that puts it between the price points for the Series X and the PS5 and the Series S. So it's not quite as budget as the Series S. That's because it's as powerful as the standard PS5 with the disc version, whereas the Series S is a less powerful version of the X. Um they also revealed a couple of extra things in terms of their um, subscription offerings. So for PlayStation Plus, they announced the PS Plus Collection, uh, which is coming at no additional cost to the subscription by the looks of things. Uh, so far as we can tell, they announced uh, 14 PS4 games are going to be available at launch to play for all PlayStation Plus subscribers to be played on PS5, I'm pretty sure. And um, they're, good, they're good games too. Yeah, they're good games. I've just got the list here, so I'll read them out. Uh, it's Batman Arkham Knight. Battlefield 1, Bloodborne, Days Gone, Detroit, Fallout 4, God of War 2018, the new one, Infamous Second Son, The Last Guardian, Monster Hunter World, Mortal Kombat 10, X, 10, 10. Ratchet and Clank uh, 2016, the, the movie, the game, the movie. No, the game, the movie, the game. Uncharted 4 and Until Dawn. So... Like, it's not, it's not the, like, 150 games of Game Pass... But all of those games are really meaty. Like Battlefield 1's got its whole multiplayer suite. Bloodborne's huge. Days Gone's a massive open world game. Fallout's huge. God of War, That's a great single hours player and story. hours and hours and hours and hours of gameplay. Like even think- if even if they just gave you Monster Hunter World, right? And if you're yeah. the person who gets sucked into that, that is like 300 hours gone. Yeah. <laughs> or two. Do Do we know if it's gonna be um if it's gonna be part of PlayStation Plus? Is PlayStation Plus gonna be more expensive now, or do you think it's gonna be? Same as it normally is, just with this extra. So I, gra- I grabbed that list from Polygon. Um, the PS Plus collection will be an added benefit to the existing PS4 benefits that PS Plus members receive for a single subscription price. I, I think okay. I think this is them they're making the case to for it to be more enticing to people, um, because like there's 
the forever rumor that um, Microsoft are going to stop charging for Xbox Live and they're just going to start charging for Game Pass Ultimate as a service. Um, so online play is going to be free on Xbox. Like that's not confirmed. Um, that's just the rumor that's floating around. Um, they kind of th- went back and denied that a bit. Yeah, but the people who still think it's true, like like Jeff Grubb is like, mm, I still think it's happening. Um, okay. Uh, I think this is PlayStation making the case for PlayStation Plus. Um, I I don't think they're going to increase the price yet. I, like they will at some point, but I think this is more of a them trying to get people to buy PlayStation Plus because they're probably looking at Xbox going like, well, I don't really need PlayStation Plus because all it does is give me online and a you know a, a good game every eight months. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, it's it's think- a great way to have that back catalog. Like if you say if someone's been waiting for a PS4 or waiting for a PS5 and not jumping on the PS4 bandwagon, it's a great way to just have a library of games that you can use on your PS5 for not too much extra mm. outlay. Like I think it's I yeah. think it's a good way to go. Um, so long as they keep adding to it. Uh, Days Gone is in there, which is a relatively recent game, but they can afford to put that in there because it didn't perform that well, right? Um, Spider-Man isn't in there. Uh, God of no. War is, which is another big one. That's, that's a big one. Spider-Man's but, not in there because they're going to sell you the collection. <laughs> yes. That's, that's a good point. Um, so, uh, the release date. The console is releasing November 12th. That is two days after the Xboxes. And the pre-orders are live right now. They were live one hour after the conference went after the conference went live. Uh, the disc edition has um, the first shipment has already pre-sold out uh, on EB Games. Um, the other sites are sort of scrambling. It seems like EB Games had the drop on that one. Um, Basically, if you're hearing this now, it's too late. Yeah, both both versions, discless and disc, uh, both versions are pre-sold out for day one copies from EB Games. I imagine other retailers are gonna. It's gonna be very patchy. Um, so, you yeah, both that... snatched up copies, though, right? Jeremy and I did. Yeah, we were yeah. we were sitting here working for the doc, having some breakfast after after the reactions, yeah. and it was interesting because the, after the conference, they announced that Miles Morales for Spider Man was coming to PS4 as well as PS5. I was like, oh well, I, I don't need to get a PS5, and then <laughs> and you're then a I, sucker, I, Carrie. Uh, I have a sucker. It turns out. It turns out all the shit I've given Jeremy over the last two years, I have no hill to stand on. I have no ground to <laughs> to die on. And with diddly squat. I, I hit that button so fast. <laughs> um, I don't mind doing that. I'm in a unique position for myself where this is the first console launch where I'm actually able to afford it. Um, so I kind of just don't mind that for myself. I feel like that's kind of a nice thing to do for myself and I'm probably not going to do it again. <laughs> um but yeah, either either way, yeah. <laughs> You're gonna buy that 4K Switch the fucking moment it gets announced, my friend. I don't think so. Yeah, you are. I don't have a 4K monitor. Yeah, but I don't have a 4K anything. You, you, any way to get a few more pixels out of Zelda: Breath of the Wild, and you will do it. Only, only if Breath of the Wild Two runs like crap on the original Switch, I think. Which it will. Yeah, and then I'll probably get it 20% off in eight months, which is like what I did with the original Switch, and. That was for Breath of the Wild. <laughs> um, so yeah, two days after the Xbox uh, showcase, the, the, the Xbox launch, two days, the PS5, both editions are coming out. Um, that is to be noted, that is only in some regions that it is coming out. So that was like US, Canada, Mexico, Australia, New Zealand, I think. 
a few others um and then the re- <laughs> in the conference it was really funny it was like november 12th like select those select places that i mentioned and a few others and then it said november 19th rest of the world I'm like whoa how how burned would you feel if you were like lumped in with that like uh you get you get the seconds um so yeah like i was saying there were a few games that were announced at the showcase so we'll just go over them briefly these are mostly um interesting game announcements or um releasing in a way that poses questions for the sony launch in general so um like i was saying before miles morales is a launch day game it is a cheaper it's it's a less than full price game um and it is coming to ps4 as well as ps5 uh they are coming out with the spider-man ultimate edition which is a full price game for ps5 um which raises the question of whether spider-man is backwards compatible or not whether you have the ps4 copy of the game if you can use that in ps5 to get the, the ps5 version um i hope so but um they're probably just going to do the details they're just going to do the ps4 enhanced version running on ps5 i'm Maybe. assuming yeah i mean it's a cheap way to get it if you don't already have it hopefully it's not a this is the best way to play the original spider-man hopefully it's a get it together if you don't have it already but if you have the original you can play that and then just get miles separately mm. hopefully but I'm, i wouldn't be surprised if it went either way honestly um we got the first reveal for final fantasy 16 um which was <laughs> june space this was a weird trailer and a bit of a surprise so i'll just go through the details here they showed pc gameplay it wasn't captured on ps5 it was the yeah. only thing not showing ps5 gameplay it's directed by uh hiroshi takai who is the final fantasy 11 and 14 director um who i was i was saying in our stream is sort of like the guy who's responsible for saving the the crash of the titanic that was the original final fantasy 14 right like that is that director right Probably. Yeah, yes. Yeah, I'm assuming. Yeah. <laughs> like I saw Daniel Dyer tweet about it and link to his Final Fantasy docs. I'm just gonna assume yes. Yeah. Uh well actually, you know, I'm not sure. Looking at this I know that the, the producer for It's the yeah, the, 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 produ- the producer the produ- yes. it's the same producer from fourteen, yes, definitely, but I'm not sure about the Oh uh, yeah, Hiroshi Nakai is not is not the same guy I'm thinking of who sort of righted Final Fantasy fourteen. That looks like the producer. Yeah. So yeah, the Which producer is... is the guy who sort of righted Final Fantasy fourteen, and the director is someone who worked on eleven and fourteen as well. Um So That's coming in twenty twenty one apparently. Um not in twenty twenty nine. Uh Do you we think it'll be pretty... pushed back? Pardon? Uh, uh, I reckon. Push back? <laughs> I reckon. I mean, they just came out with seven this year. Yeah. And they're still working on the rest of seven. And given how well it did this year, I'm sure they're going to focus on it. I think we were all very cold on this game. The, the trailer looked very uninspiring. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we couldn't um, tell if it was Final Fantasy 14 or not. Yeah. Um, it's set in a pure fantasy setting, so there's no steampunk, there's no cyber cyberpunk. It's, it's just fantasy. Um, but I think what didn't didn't thrill me so much about it was that it was like so drab. You know, there were no there was no color in this in this presentation. So um, when you compare it to the 
stellar launch of Final Fantasy VII earlier this year. I, I think it was a bit of a letdown. I'm, I'm, I'm. As always, I'm going to hold my opinion until I get my hands on it, but um, or until other people get their hands on it at least. Mm. But I'm um, curious to see what the story is like because apparently the story in 14 is really, 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 really good. I, so I've heard that. If they do the same, if it's the same style-ish, then maybe the story will be the thing that holds it up. Yeah, fingers crossed. A mm. um, couple of other things here. They also showed off gameplay for Demon's Souls, uh, the remake from Bluepoint. Uh, that is also going to be a launch title, day and date. Uh, Someone told me that that's been taken off. The trailer's been taken down. I think it was oh, to really? remove the, the PC um, little ah. heading in it. I see. That's what I, so it's not right. on PC? It is, but I think they don't want to advertise that. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. So that game is a full price game on EB Games' website for $124.95, which is steep. It's hugely steep. And if that's the price of a full price Sony Studios, PlayStation Studios rather, um, title, like I imagine that's what the Ultimate Spider-Man edition would be. Like 125 bucks. that's what the new God of War would be, New Horizon. Like that is a steep markup. It's it's bit it's it's time that games got more expensive, because like, no, it's not. To, what do you think? I think what it is think? because they've been sixty dollars US. They've been a hundred dollars here since the N sixty four. Yeah, but the money's and not going to the people that are making the games. It's going to the shareholders and the stockholders and the people who are running like the CEOs with their fucking million dollar. Um, no, like multi million dollar fucking Christmas bonuses. It doesn't go to the people that make the games. That's a good point. What do you what do you think um the net like the net price would be? Like what what do you think JB Hi-Fi is going to sell it for if EB is going doing 100. it for 120? I you think it'll be 100. I think it'll be 80. 80? Oh, no, sorry, sorry, 90. 89 is what I meant. I I don't mm. I don't think they can I don't think they're going to do a full That's only an extra 100. That's only an extra 10 bucks than what they do in games now for. Yeah, I know. I don't I don't I think, think 125 think is going to be the the default price for Sony games. Okay, I mean, I hope not. It is a very steep markup from the 100 that we're used to at the moment. Um, uh, this was the trailer that blew me away the most. I thought the game, the graphics looked incredible. It seems to me that this is the the game that is made for PS5, whereas Miles Morales is like sort of a semi port of a PS4 game that's like a half step to the next one. This looks from the ground up made for the PS5. It looks so good, like. I cannot understate how impressed I was by the gameplay tra- footage of this. Um, so yeah, if you're if you're a graphics nerd, like load that up in 4K or whatever the highest thing is you can look at your monitors and just pour over that one because that was really impressive. Um, at the end of the the showcase, they announced God of War Ragnarok with two sentences from Kratos and a and a title treatment. Not much, but it's there. Also with the 2021 date, could get pushed back. Who knows? Um, and then, yeah, just to go sort of off the, the prices we were talking about before, um, I also had a look at EB's website. Call of Duty is releasing at $119.95, so $5 cheaper than Demon's Souls. Assassin's Creed Valhalla and Watch Dogs Legion are releasing at $99.95, so standard price for what we're receiving now. Yeah. And I, I just um, want to quickly that- add that when I said games shouldn't be more expensive, I was specifically talking about AAA. I was not talking about independent games and smaller studios. Yeah. Just want no, to make right. that very clear. <laughs> The money not going to the actual developers is a good point. Yeah. Like when you assume they they go up in price, it's easy to have the good faith the 
have the the optimistic viewpoint that oh people who make it get more money but maybe not um so yeah prices for the games are all over the place the peripherals seem to be a good price i think the dual sense is 110 dollars at right. eb which is fine the media remote is fifty dollars though. The charging stations fifty dollars. Headsets one hundred and sixty. So all standard, normal, I think. Yeah. They're not. I think it's one hundred twenty yeah, for the camera to... or something. I think it was just a hundred. Oh right, okay. Just ninety nine, ninety five. Obviously, fine. it'll probably be cheaper at other retailers. It's just EBs, you know, like the MSRP. Um, and then what's this here, Jeremy? At the bottom of the document here. Yeah. So uh, there was a an interview with Jim Ryan. Um, the what is he? Is he the, the the head or the chairman or he's the the head of PlayStation? Uh, president of PlayStation, I yes. think. Yeah. Um. Uh, where he is quoted here saying that ninety nine percent of PlayStation Four games, um, can be played on the next console. Oh, interesting. Um, mm. they have tested a thousand. Sorry, uh, that that the thousands of games tested for the PlayStation Four backwards compatibility ninety nine percent can be played on the next console. Um, so this also is- says here that PS Plus collection will include 18 PS4 first party titles um, which is four more than the ones I read out so there'll be a few more in there that I yep. didn't read out this is, this is from the Washington Post um, I th- this this sort of this lends to what I believe was what, what, what I was under the impression that, which is the case which is games will work out of the box on the PS4 but not all of them are tested to work um, Do you mean on the PS5? Sorry, you said PS4. Sorry, yes. Sorry, PS4 games on the <laughs> PS5 um, will run, but they like there are a bunch of games that have been tested and made to work on the PS5, um, but they're not going to go back through every game, especially some games which just like discontinued. Like imagine going back to like MLB The Show 15 or something like that, right? Um, yeah, he's uh, not going to go back and fix all the Fifas they've released on PS4, for example. Um, so yeah, like not every single game will work, but the the impression I I had was that th- theoretically most of them should just be fine. Yeah. Um, just like emulating PS4, basically. Like that was like yeah, Mark Stanley was... spoke about it as well when they did the initial reveal. They spoke about emu- PS4 emulation. Hmm. I was under the impression that um, PS5 was only going to offer a number of games at launch like 100 games at launch i think they said and they were going to offer more afterwards um, yeah like they this they is sounding much more comprehensive really than that yeah um so i just kind of want to get everyone's impressions here um how do we feel generally about how the ps5 is looking to release in terms of its launch lineup and its pricing June, you want to go first? Yeah, I don't think I have. I mean, I think my personal opinion on it is, is a little bit different because I, I don't really care too much about any of the launch titles for it. Um, I think that it's expensive, but I think that that's how the world works. And um, I don't know. I think I, I, I'm really interested about the backwards compatibility. I think that's probably going to be the the biggest selling point for me personally um but apart from that like i i don't know when i'm gonna get it 
because the only game I really care about at the moment is Spider-Man. If that's going to be on PS4 anyway, then I don't know. Yeah. All right, especially if you've got a pro as well. Like, yeah, I'm I'm keen for the five right now because I'm still on a base version, right? And so this yeah. is it's kind of like a two-step upgrade for me. Mm. Um, but yeah, if you've got the pro and the PS4 version will work in your PS5 whenever you get it. Like, yeah, it's it's hard to it's hard to stump to get it right out of the gate. I think. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I'll get it eventually, definitely. Mm. But at, at the moment, not very interested in it. Mm. I want it because everyone else is getting it. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I, think. I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Jeremy, how how do you how do you feel about it? I mean, I'm uh, sort of on the other end of that spectrum of like, I am Sony's like ideal customer, you know, like I'm like checking every three days about what new TV I'm going to buy, um, which is like going to be a, you know, 4K 60 hertz, uh, sorry, 4K 120 hertz TV with a fucking HDMI 2.1 input, right? Um, because... I don't know because I don't really spend my money on anything else. Because um, I don't plan on ever owning property or a vehicle. Um, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Um, and you know, this is someone from who already has a 4K TV. Um, uh, so I, I mean, I was always going to get it at launch. Um, I'm going to get the Xbox on launch as well. Um, I think uh, I am surprised. I'm pleasantly surprised that both Miles and Demon Souls are launch games. Um, both of those games always interest me, and them coming out um, day one is like a pretty good get. Um, there aren't a whole lot of kid-friendly games on the console when it comes out. Um, this reminds me of the PlayStation Four and the Xbox One. Um, in that regard, that I was like, hey, like, there's like the kid game that you could get, and I guess for this it would be Spider Man, um, and that Battle War stuff. Yeah, game. even um, Spider Man's sort of a like... bit. Yeah, like even for, like mm. yeah, for a young kid, I wouldn't probably get. You know, I think you should mm. be ten plus to get Spider Man, right? Um, yeah. No were there any Were there any child friendly games in that uh, list of backwards, the PS4 ones? Well, so like theoretically, there's. Most of them, right? Like, because it's most of the... Backwards. No, but in terms of the PS Plus titles, right? Oh, like, yeah. Right. yeah. Uh, uh, looking at it here, Last really. Guardian, maybe? Ratchet and Clank? Ratchet and Clank would be yeah, the one. Ratchet and Clank. I'm, Monster Hunter World, maybe, no. but, like, that's it's very just, obtuse. It's like, it's a very mature mechanical a game. Yeah. Until yeah, exactly. Dawn. Everything else <laughs> yeah. is, like, Uncharted, Until Dawn, Monster War. Hunter... <laughs> Fallout, Detroit, Days Gone. Yeah, yeah no, that's a maybe Batman, but that's another like ten to twelve starting range. Yeah. Um, Astro's Playroom is in the console when it's pre-installed. Yes. And Sackboy is a day one launch as well. So yeah. okay, there, there is a, an option, but yeah. yes, you're right. It is a more mature focused lineup, and I think that's fine for now anyway because the stock is super limited for the console it's already sold like one of the consoles already sold out eb and it's only been three hours um and but oh they both have already sold it okay well there you go um there have been so many reports about low stock forever um sony said it's not as low as you think but you know we're already selling out so um uh, and plus you know it's still a premium price you know this isn't like currently this is not going to be for the parents that are buying it for their kids this christmas um what parents are going to give for their kids this christmas is a promise that they're going to get the playstation 4 at some point the playstation 5 at some point um but probably wait until it gets cheaper as well anyway 
Um, I think that it's... You don't think there'll be a second shipment by Christmas? There might be, but I mean, like, to me, that still falls into the parents telling children that you'll get it at some point. Um, Yeah. I think that it's weird. I think think, uh, these are more accessible consoles in the fact that, like, say you traded in your PlayStation 4 to get a PlayStation 5, you don't have to get rid of all these games that you now can't play. You can still play them forward onwards. And that's a huge thing. Um, I'm not going to have what I did when I first got my PS4, which was I played the games that I got when I got it, and then I went back to my PS3 for a little bit because I didn't have any more games on that console just yet. Um, Basically until Destiny came out the next year. So um, that is a point in both of the consoles' favor that going forward you have already an entire generation's library of games at your disposal. Um, Mm. The Xbox more than that. So I think it's going to be... Like, it, it's both more and less of a reason to upgrade, right? Because, like, and that's the future of consoles. It's upgrade when you want. Um, Sony are still playing the Generations game, and yet both Horizon Forbidden Wilds, or whatever it is. Forbidden West. Forbidden West. PlayStation Miles Morales. They're both coming to PS4. Um, Demon's Souls coming to PC. Like, they say we believe in Generations, except what they really mean is we, you, we know you're going to buy this at some point. Please buy it sooner, mm-hmm. but we know you're going to buy this at some point. Um, yeah. Whereas Xbox are probably going to release an iteration to the Xbox Series in two years, that's it's not going to be a huge difference. They're not going to be they're not going to do big differences. They're going to just be the iPhone of the gaming world, and eventually they will have to start to lock off older generations of consoles. How they handle that, we'll see. But at some point, they're going to have to do that. Um, yeah. Not every game going forward is going to be able to support the Xbox One original. Uh, Mm. I don't know. So, I got my pre-order in. Yeah, totally. I mean, I guess I guess the question is like something I remarked on at the end of our uh, reaction um, was that this is the first time I've that I know of that consoles are not only coming out around the same time, but they're also coming out around the same price point. And with a similar amount of good faith behind them, I think. And Because mm. um, yeah. in the last generation, while the two consoles came out around the same time, PS4 dramatically undercut the Xbox One, which had such a, a PR disaster that that fight was already won before either of those consoles launched. So mm-hmm. this is like... I feel like the consoles have stepped up. You know what I mean? Like they've both stepped up to the plate. They're both ready to fight for... The, their share of the market this time around and there's no i don't see a i don't see a dividing line at the start of this generation in the same way you can point back to the last generations and be like that was great that was bad that was good you know i think we're looking at a a very competitive market i guess is what i'm saying well xbox have made up whatever ground they lost and then some with game pass the commitments they have made to windows gaming um and the accessibility in terms of the different xbox models the different entryways to get into their ecosystem that's that's all they needed um whereas playstation are sort of still doing the same playbook of like we got some games we're just gonna hit play on the trailer and just sit back and relax a little (laughs) bit um yeah you can tell that they are feeling a um 
they're feeling a little bit of pressure because they had to make an announcement about a service, which was the the PlayStation Plus. If they if Xbox had fumbled it again, we wouldn't have got this. This is a, this is a response to Xbox's um like uh, PR like. Uh, like impressive PR over the past four years. Um, mm. And I think like, I, I mean, it's hard because whatever ideas they had for these, these launches got thrown out the window because of the year. Um, but like, I think that PlayStation might be a little bit like a little bit, not quite ready um, for what was happening with this. I think going back, like knowing what they know now, I think they would have done this differently. Um, but they had to act, they accidentally committed to a playbook that they maybe, they could have come out stronger. Um, mm. I mean, you know, the, the way they first showed off that console was Mark Sony talking for an hour and 20 minutes. So like, I think that that was a bad move and I think that they didn't initially hit plan that move, but turns out that's what ha- ended up happening. Totally. And, it, and it's worth mentioning as well. We're in a COVID era. Yeah, you know, of course. Everyone's plans have been turned upside down and shaken until everything fell out. You know, um, how, however this year was going to look twelve months ago is dramatically different to how it has turned out. I have no doubt. Um, but yeah, I think I think my biggest surprise here is that there was no doubling down on place on PlayStation side for PlayStation Now uh, for their mm. streaming service. Um, I was expecting a revamp or even just a slight injection of older games um older impressive games you know i know recently they added for a time uncharted and god of war and stuff like that but if they if they said all of our titles up to the end of 2019 say Mm -hmm. uh Mm -hmm. available Mm -hmm. on playstation now on ps5 it you can download them maybe or you stream them some something you know, something to directly compete with Game Pass. What they have instead, it's, it's almost box. this competing service. You know, like with PS Plus Collection, like what, like mm. what answer is there for what reason is there to get PlayStation now if you can't play the games online without a PlayStation Plus subscription in the first place, and. There are newer games that you get access to for who knows how long, maybe maybe for the duration of the entire console, whereas PS Now, they cycle in and out all the time. Like, there's harder-hitting games in PS Plus Collection, and so now PS Now is going to look like more, like, older games that are no longer relevant or newer games that you can play better by just getting PS Plus and downloading it straight to your system anyway. Like, they're, I feel like they're really undercutting themselves. So unless PS Plus Collection like dramatically ramps up its number of titles um, and becomes like a, a a a directly better service, I feel like they're just eating away at their own market a little bit. Mm. It, and meanwhile, neither offering is better than Game Pass. Yeah, because Game Pass have said you know every first party Microsoft game will come to Game Pass day one. Um, they PlayStation are never going to make that commitment. No. No, they won't. Um, do either of you see a winner at say by the end of Christmas, by the end of the year? Do either of you see a an out and out winner of the launch window? I don't think they're competing. Like they are, but they're not. There's no. 
like they don't they don't compete with each other directly anymore. They they compete with they compete with each other adjacently. <laughs> um, they are right. Like they they're they, like in parallel, but like yeah, they both exist at the same time in different forms. Um, to the point where there's not going to be anyone that's going to be outright winner. Um, uh, you know, Microsoft have still got XCloud, right? Like that 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 competition is an entirely different ball game altogether. Um, and over the next also bundled in with Game Pass Ultimate. Yeah, and for the next two years, that's going to be the real like killer for that console, um, because you can continue playing your game on your phone, which is bonkers. Mm. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I'm just going to ask, and we'll wrap up soon. But I just want to ask a couple more questions, June. Were you at all impressed by the Xbox lineup at all for the X and the S in terms of performance or price or offerings in games? Not really. I've never really been an Xbox person, so I don't really gravitate that direction. Um, I would be interested in it so I could uh, play Game Pass on the couch, Um, but that's really it, I suppose. And I already have Game Pass on the computer, so it's not really... Mm. I don't know. Totally. Um, Nothing really grabs me about it, to be honest. It real it boils down to a very similar position for me as well. Like, I can play Sea of Thieves, Grounded, State of Decay, almost all of the Halo games. Yeah. Every like I, I can play basically anything that I need to from Xbox's lineup on my PC, and that's a win for them, right? You're in, you're in with Game Pass. You know, you probably don't cancel the subscription. It's cheaper on PC, so you just kind of let that go, right? I know I have. Um, yeah. Can I make a prediction? Xbox's next product is going to be Stadia. It's going to be a thing you plug into the TV that connects to an Xbox controller, and you're going to have uh, Game Pass and, and xCloud as your gaming thing. It's not going to do any processing. It's just going to be the video transcoder to get into that system. And just like a $100 it. device or less? Uh, it'll be more because it'll bundle with a controller, um, but yeah. it, it'll be $130, and you can play Game Pass games flawlessly as long as you've got mm. good internet. I think that's mm. next for that company. Because, mm. yeah, that xCloud is promising, but one, it's not available with for us. And two, like, um, if you are playing on your phone, you need a massive data cap. Like, yep. absolutely gigantic. So, yeah, something like that. It's, it's not a bad point. And that directly addresses the, the, um, the issue you were having, June, with, like, the one, the one reason why you'd want that. Mm. Yeah. Hmm. We'll see. Yeah, I, I think you're right, Jeremy. I think they are fighting different fights. I, I'm so fascinated to see how PlayStation is going to continue to react to Xbox, who is trying to redefine the mm. industry in lots of different ways. You know, um, it's been really interesting to see the the dynamic switch, though, mm. and how they both deal with it mm. yep. in the last couple of years. But yep. especially, I guess it's really come out this year with the new launch. Mm. There's that one adage that uh, Jared Petty, who used to be in a lot of uh, kind of funny content, uh, used to talk about. Um, and he was like, if you look back at every console launch throughout the gaming industry, throughout its lineage, there has never been someone who has like won a generation and then continued to win the mm. next one. There is all, it's always flip-flopped. It's always been... 
success followed by hubris and failure followed by a redemption followed or, or like maybe not even a redemption like sega fell out of the console market and now just a publisher you know like i guess because they, they try so hard to i guess with specifically with xbox and playstation they try so hard to to get better to make up for that and then they just knock it out of the park totally you know? I, I will say yeah. there, there is it did happen once the ps1 to the ps2 Oh, that is a good mm. point. Yeah, because the N64 didn't really, apparently didn't really sell that well in comparison to the PS1. And the PS2 was dynamite. Mm. And PS2 also sold good movies. Point. Also played movies, rather. Yeah. I was like, uh, <laughs> you buy tickets on PS2? <laughs> um, so, yeah, I'm... I'm so glad we finally know the price and I'm looking forward to digesting all this information over the next couple of days and sort of really sitting with it. And I think the other thing is like everyone's been quiet. Everyone's been waiting. Everyone, no one could talk about their release dates, their prices, like when their next games are coming out because they would be giving up the launch date of the console. So they were basically embargoed by their, their, their platforms they're releasing on. I'm excited to see what the third party offering for the rest of the year is going to look like now that the floodgates are well and truly wide open. Like, the dam is burst. We're here. Next generation is coming. I've just seen a very Two things about the showcase that I wanted to, sorry, touch on is the fact that um, we really didn't see any non AAA titles, right? Mm. Apart from in that tiny trailer at the end. Yeah, just in that last uh, hype cut together. There was no women. Mm. Nope. No. I think there was one, a couple in the Final Fantasy one, but yeah, but not playable. Yeah. Yeah, maternal figures only. I think. Um, I mean, that's PlayStation's fucking mo, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, Miles's mum, but I mean, that's it. Yeah. And then God of War, yeah, didn't have a good history with that i think they turned their their only um interesting female character like like their woman lead character in that game into a villain by the end of it not a villain but like someone who's like not interested in helping kratos so i'm surprised we I didn't see more horizon yeah i was gonna say the horizon but they didn't show that mm. at the showcase so yeah just old trailer footage i'm yeah. i'm mostly surprised that we got a release year for god of war and no horizon yeah mm. that's what's wild to me they had they had a cinematic trailer for horizon three months ago and then we got next to nothing for god of war but a release window mm. what yeah. <laughs> um, um going back to that pre-order conversation just really quick uh someone has tweeted gamestop is blocking people from entering the site because of the traffic being overwhelming that means the game is stopped gamestop gamestop has been gamestop but it stopped <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, it's pretty good. The um the the you can still pre-order the console at EB's site. Um it is for post-launch. It, now it's so it's PlayStation 5 console console post-launch parentheses expected 2020. So I imagine it'd probably be a month after, probably just before Christmas is this second shipment it sounds like. Mm, that's going to oh, be wait, really no, fun. That, I've refreshed the page that says pre-sold out. <laughs> Dis- digital edition is available. Hey, but, there's more um, consoles. Dis- and they're gone. <laughs> Not bad. Uh, but yeah, that second shipment is before the end of 2020. Um, 
but yeah, the digital console is still available. Who knows when this goes live if that will still be possible? Um, who knows? It, it, JB's site is really interesting. Like the um, like EB had this whole thing. Like one hour after the conference, a, a timer countdown turned up that you didn't have to refresh the page. It just gave you the pre-order button. You know, you normally have to like refreshing, and then the mm. the site gets slammed, and then you can't access anything. Like this was really smooth. And you look at JB, who is struggling to get a pre-order page together. Their price for the PS5 at the moment just says fifty dollars, because they don't have like a proper like price or a, a document page or anything like that. And even then, it, it goes to this like priority queue, and you have to like answer a phone call to pay the rest at a later date. It's this like really weird. It's thing. um, it's good to see EB pulling ahead a little bit in that regard. I think yeah. But, hmm. So yeah, that's the uh, that's the the big news of the year. It's finally out here. It's been I'd say it's three and a half months late compared to what we expected at the start of the year, Shit, yeah. and it's less than two months before the consoles actually come out. It's wild. <laughs> um, but anyway, I get to play Super Mario Galaxy in HD tomorrow, and I'm really happy about it. Oh, the future is here. <laughs> I get to play um, Tony Hawk, Pro Skater. Not- <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm not happy that I'll probably play that with the Joy-Con so I can use the motion control to do the, the thing, because my excited right Joy-Con's about that. got drift on it now. So. Ah, okay. Never mind. Um, maybe I'll maybe I'll invest in some isopropyl whatever I need the the alcohol that's meant to like clean the thing under the thing. Anyway, invest in some scotch. Let's let's let's, let's wrap this up. Um, thank you so much for listening. Uh, and if you manage to also get to the uh, get to if you manage to also watch the the vod for the uh, the reaction stream we did as well. Thank you so much for that as well. We had a great time um, doing it, um, Jeremy knocked it out of the park putting all those together in the last couple of days so yeah i got a really nice energy heading into this launch um and uh i don't know i've i've really enjoyed this this morning of content that we've made so if you've enjoyed it as well you can find more of our stuff on minimap.com.au uh, you can support us as well on patreon.com slash minimapau uh, normally we put things up there like uh, audio outtakes and stuff like that um and yeah, you can also find everything we're doing on Twitter. So the Minimap account is at MinimapAU. Uh, Jeremy, what's your Twitter? At obi one Jez. June, what is your Twitter? Junez, J-U-N underscore E-double-S. And my Twitter is at KJ Palmer underscore 24. I had to think about that for a second. Um, uh, but yeah, that's basically it. Stay tuned to our Twitters. We've, in lockdown, we've been a bit more active recently i'd say um jeremy and i are streaming a lot more so if you're interested in hearing more from us and doing more from us twitter's the best place to do it make sure you're following um and aside from that uh we'll see you in a couple of weeks i don't think there'll be this megaton news announcements then but who knows i was uh <laughs> i've been wrong before stadia uh, but until two. then we'll see you next time stadia 2 oh my god please no they're making a sequel <laughs> Uh, we'll see you next time. Thank you so much for watching. Bye. (laughs)